I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says, wisdom has built her house. It says, she has carved its seven columns. King James, I believe, says seven pillars. And here we know here in Proverbs that this is an allegory. And so I'm going to do a little teaching this morning. An allegory, y'all English majors and English folks, is a story within a story. The Bible is a literary uh, art and a literary work. There's poetry, there's history, there's prose, there's prophecy. And here we have somewhat of a poetic instruction, a poetic illustration, an allegory where wisdom is being referred to as a person. It says wisdom has built her house and it uses the female gender uh, but it really doesn't matter what gender is being used here uh, it says she has carved its columns it says she has prepared a great banquet come on here it says wisdom has built her house and then it goes on to say what's in her house she has carved seven columns prepared a great banquet mixed the wines set the table she has sent her servants to invite everyone to come she calls out from the heights overlooking the cities come in with me she urges the simple to those who lack good judgment somebody say lord give me good judgment i thank god uh, for life health and strength but i also thank god for growth and development and I like what the songwriter said, the things I used to do, I didn't do, I don't do no more. You know, as God has carried us and brought us into this year, and he's brought us into whatever season in your life, uh, the stuff that you was doing 15, 20, 25 years ago, you ought not still be doing it. At some point in time, we got to grow up and get our stuff together. Somebody say, I'm going to get my stuff together. Amen. If I can go backwards in time and that's a lot of stuff I did that was stupid and, and if I could do it over again I'd do it differently because I didn't really have the wisdom or the understanding of what the word of God says and I was living in my feelings and in the moment and don't you know when you live in your feelings and in the moment you do a lot of stupid stuff help me somebody preached somebody was in their feelings and they got married to somebody they shouldn't got married to hello we was in the feelings in our moment. Come on, and we was doing something we shouldn't have been doing. We bought something we shouldn't have bought. Hello, we thought we got to have this car. I got to have that bike. I got to have that new phone. I got to have that computer. There's some things we do in the moment that don't make a lot of sense if we look back on our life and backwards and say, I wish I had more wisdom. I would have done some things differently in my life. But what I like about Jesus Christ and God, if you really look at this when it says wisdom has built her house and she has carved and she has prepared, she has set a great banquet, has mixed the wine, has set the table, has sent her servants, has invited everyone to come, calls out from the heights, overlooking the cities, come in with me. This is really a picture of God. This is really a picture of Jesus Christ calling out to you, calling out to me to come to his table, to come to his house, to come to the place of righteousness and holiness and get his wisdom. And it says to anyone who lacks good judgment she urges the simple come eat my food anybody ever invited you somewhere 
They invited you to a party. You got messed up. They invited you, invited you to some kind of seminar, and they was talking about some kind of scam or something. You signed up. They invited you to some type of meeting and a club, and you signed up. Before you knew it, you had to pay dues. And before you knew it, you was caught up in something you couldn't get out of. There's a lot of stuff we get invited to, amen, that God ain't a part of. There's a lot of stuff we get invited to and we join up with that really not there and beneficial for us. But listen, there's an invitation that we have from God, amen, and the invitation and the party that he's inviting us to is not one where we're going to leave, amen, looking foolish and stupid, but it's one where we will leave if we eat and receive what he says and what he has for us, we will experience an abundant life. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody say, I'm going to get my house in order. He says, come eat my food and drink the wine I've mixed. I thank God I have never been to the club. Y'all say, Pastor, what's wrong with you? I just I ain't never been. Praise the Lord. And if I ever was invited, I wouldn't know what to do when I get there. But they tell me they have some folk that mix some drinks sometimes. And listen, some of us, we've been invited to stuff. Somebody was mixing drinks, and you was drinking something you didn't know what you was drinking. And listen, sometimes we get caught up in the world. We get caught up in life, and we drink, and we eat, and we feed off of stuff that's not right. And we leave intoxicated and messed up, and then we can't make the right decisions because we are walking in folly and not walking in faith. We are doing things that are foolishness, but we're not doing things that are going to bring us into the place of greater favor and greater grace and greater hope in God. He has invited us to something where he's not trying to put the Spanish fly on us. Y'all hear me? He's not trying to dupe us or trick us, but he's got something that's real, that's going to give you a relationship, that's going to give you a revelation and information that will help advance and promote you in life. Somebody say, I'm going to get my house in order. The Bible lets us know how we can get our house in order. We need the wisdom of God. Somebody say, I want the wisdom of God. I, I heard something that says the, the, the things of God are foolish to the world. And he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. What type of wisdom are we talking about? I'm not talking about the knowledge you get at the university or the knowledge you get academically, the knowledge that you get by reading books. But I'm talking about the knowledge we get from getting a spiritual encounter and touch from God when we go and sit and eat at his table. Here he tells a story within a story and lets us know if we read further in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 22 what wisdom can do for us. And what wisdom has done for us. If we look at Proverbs 8 chapter verse uh, 8 verse uh, 9. It says my words are plain to anyone with understanding. Clear to those with knowledge. Choose my instruction rather than silver. Knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. I wisdom live together with good judgment. I know how to discover knowledge and discernment. When we talk about getting our house in order, we really need to talk about the wisdom of God, the word of God, the work of God, and getting a good 
understanding of who we are in God so we can make better decisions in life. Somebody say, Lord, help me to exercise good judgment. What does good judgment mean? It means to separate mentally. It means to understand. It means to have direction, to be informed. It means to know what to do. It needs to know how to do it. And you need good judgment if you're going to win in this walk with Christ. You're going to need good judgment if you're going to walk and you're going to prosper in this life because there's a lot of stuff that foolish people do and they don't have nothing. Y'all hear me? There's a lot of stuff that foolish people do and they're experiencing hardship because we are not making decisions based upon biblical principles and biblical instruction. We are building our house with the wrong materials the wrong way. This whole building we're sitting in this morning, it's, it's a big building. And if you look at it, you really can't see what's holding it up because the columns and the support structure of this building is hidden. One thing you can see that is exposed are these beams that run from side to side. But the columns are buried behind the wall, but it's those columns that hold this whole thing up. And listen, sometimes somebody looks at us and they think what we're doing and is foolish and stupid. We're in church. We're in the word. Come on. They don't understand it. But listen, there's something that's holding you up and sustaining you. And it's not the carnal things of this world, but it's the work and it's the wisdom and it's the word of God. And listen, when things come in your life, when there are problems and challenges and when there's tragedy and when there's trouble, listen, you don't have to worry about the whole thing falling down if you've got a good support structure. Come on. And some of us, amen, as soon as things start to go wrong and start to happen in our life, things start to collapse and collide because we don't have the right thing holding us up. And listen, Christ is the answer. Christ is the one that we need to help us, to hold us, to strengthen us. And there's a lot of stuff that will come in this environment that's fallen, that will try to destroy us. But listen, God will keep you if you want to be kept. And if you keep a hold upon what his word says, what his promises say, if you get your house in order the way that he says to get it in order, I don't care what happens. I don't care who does it. I don't care who tries to stop it. Listen, I don't care what comes to blow on it and knock it down. You can't be defeated. You can't be destroyed because your spiritual house and your spiritual life is in order. Somebody say, I want to get my house in order. Come on. God says, build your house with his wisdom. And why am I qualifying that? Because the world have a wisdom, but the wisdom of the world is not the wisdom of God. Come on, the Masons talking about wisdom. Y'all not hearing me. The philosophers are talking about wisdom. But listen, I'm tired of listening to junk. Listen, I want the joy of the Lord. Come on, I want the Jesus word. I want Jesus' juice. Come on, I want Jesus' meat. I want Jesus' bread. And too many of us have been ordering our life about way the world says this is what you need. The world says this is what you've got to have. The world says this is what success looks like. But listen, it's time for us to get our our house ordered the way God says build it, the way God says do it. Thank you, Lord. Wisdom means to be wise, but it's not just having information. It's something that translates into spiritual formation and to a transformed life to where it's not what I think and it's not what I say, but the things I do bring forth prosperity and peace. 
Come on. When I get wisdom, I'm no longer just reciting or rehearsing what I've heard or what sounds good, but my word and actions are different. And listen, our words and actions have to become different. We've got to receive the wisdom of God. And listen, when we receive the wisdom of God, when we come into the knowledge of God, when we come into a relationship with God, we understand what he wants to build in us and what he wants to build through us. It's not something that's temporary, but it's something that is a permanent establishment. It's something where we can come and experience his goodness, his peace. It says she has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines and set the table, invited everyone to come. Calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me. She urges the simple. What does that word simple mean? Those that are open to receive what God's words say. Come on. You've got to be open to receive what God's words say. It's something that you accept or you reject. It's something that you're going to hear and it's going to go in one ear or it's something that you're going to hear and you're going to apply it into your heart and it's going to become a part of your life. Here... Wisdom is compared, if we keep reading, uh, with uh, an irresponsible character. If you look down at verse 13, it talks about folly. It says the woman named Folly is brash. She's ignorant, doesn't know it. Sits in the doorway on the heights overlooking the city. She calls out to men going by who are minding their own business. Come in with me. She urges the simple to those who lack good judgment, she says. Listen, sometimes we are listening to the wrong voice. Sometimes we're listening to the wrong information. And listen, it's time for us to get an understanding of the word of God. I don't know why it is. Amen. When we hear something in the world, it make a lot of sense. But when we get in church, we don't understand it. Listen, we've got to ask God to give us wisdom. We've got to ask God to give us clarity. We've got to ask God to help us to understand this stuff. Amen. I'm not just reading the words in the things that I see on the paper, but they become a part of my life and they become a part of my time. They become a part of my destiny. They become a part of my day. They become a part of my decision making. And all of a sudden I begin to apply it in such a way in my marriage, in my relationships, in my finances, in the things that I eat, in the places I go, in the folks I interact with until I just start walking into the promise and the prosperity and the peace of God because I'm not sitting and eating junk anymore, but I'm eating the joy of the Lord. I'm eating the goodness of God. Come on, I'm eating the glory of God. I'm experiencing the peace of God. Come on, I'm no longer being tricked. I'm no longer doing foolish things because I have understood that I need God's wisdom because it doesn't bring temporary satisfaction. It brings permanent satisfaction. Thank you, Lord. How do I get wisdom? You look at James chapter 1. I love this scripture. James chapter 1. James, we look at what the word of the Lord says there. It says, if any man lack wisdom, what does it say? Let him ask of God. It says in verse 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. How do you get wisdom? Ask God. It says he will not rebuke you for asking. Why do I need wisdom? Lord, what do I need to do? What, what do I need to go? How do I get there? Come on, let's use it and apply it in everyday life. Lord, who do I connect with? Who do I not connect with? Come on, who do I in relationship with? Who am I not supposed to be in relationship? Where am I supposed to work? Who am I supposed to do business with? What customers and clients should I accept? Come on, what should I buy? What should I build? Where should I go? 
How should I raise my children? How do I deal with this situation? Come on. Wisdom is useful in all things in life if we apply it the way the word of God says. And if we don't have it, then we need to ask God for help. Somebody say, ask God for help. Say, if you lack wisdom, ask him. And be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is unsettled. Come on. We need the wisdom of God so that we can build our life. We can build our life and we can ex experience the completeness and the perfection of God. If you look at Proverbs chapter 9, it says wisdom has built her house. And it says she has carved its seven columns. And those columns are important because this is a story within a story. And it's using uh, physical stuff to tell and apply a spiritual principle. And listen, if we apply the principles of the word of God, we will experience the perfection of God. We will go towards the completion of God. But anything else, we're always going to be missing something. We're always going to be missing something. And if you're missing something, that's where you're in trouble. The person that is incomplete, the person that is not satisfied, the person that is not fulfilled does stupid stuff. Y'all not going to help me this morning. Come on, the person that is looking for their next fix, that's looking for their next high, that's looking for their next gig, come on, that's looking for their next big break. Come on, if we are constantly looking for something and we never get the realness in a relationship with God to where the things that we are longing after, the things that we are clamoring for, we realize we don't really need them anymore because he makes himself perfect in us. Come on. And God wants to perfect himself in your life. He wants to perfect himself in your family. He wants to perfect himself in your marriage where you're not supporting it with what you read in the jet or the ebony magazine or what you saw on TikTok. Come on. There's a lot of folk. They got video reels now. They giving out all kind of information telling you this is how you, you, you can double your money in a day. You can make a hundred dollars a day. They're telling you how, hey man, you can do this and you can do that but some of that stuff is not right some of it sound good it look good it's got a lot of views amen but it doesn't line up with what god's words say some of us we're getting our advice we're getting our information from the wrong place from the wrong people and then we end up with a mess come on we end up with something that doesn't fit we end up with something that doesn't make sense and listen, everything God's word says and God's word has makes sense. It's perfect. It's complete. It's there. For you experience God's purpose, his promise, his peace. God wants you to have wisdom so you can make better decisions. Amen. When you get blessed with those finances, you don't run straight to Dillard's. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you, you don't go straight to Amazon. Come on, you don't go get a brand new car off the lot. Come on, y'all hear me. Sometimes we do stupid stuff. Amen. Instead of spending, I start investing. Y'all want to hear me preach this morning? Come on. Instead of getting in a relationship with somebody because it's Valentine's Day and I don't have a Valentine, 
I know how to go buy something for myself to buy something to treat myself because I got wisdom to know that this joker is foolish and all he wants to do is get me twisted up and messed up in my emotions and then all of a sudden I'm all tore up and I need to go speak to the pastor. I'm getting on the phone. I got to call somebody because I'm twisted and I'm mixed up because I'm not walking in the wisdom of God. Come on. I'm mixed up. I've got to go to the bank. I need a loan now. Come on. I got to go here. I need to get a second job because I've done something that's stupid. Come on. Somebody say get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Where do we get it? We get it from God. How do we get it from God? We ask. How do we get it from God? We've got to come and sit with him. We've got to come and listen to him. We've got to come and eat with him. We've got to come and drink with him. And we've got to leave our way of doing things behind. It says leave your simple ways behind. I've got to wrap this up and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. God wants you to live. He wants you to experience his best. Amen. But when we are not living, we're really not experiencing his best. Oftentimes it has to do with not with something the devil done. It has to do with something we've done. Amen. We like to blame the devil for everything. The devil ain't got that much power. A lot of stuff that we're in is because we put ourselves in it. Come on. Amen. A lot of problems we have is because of decisions we've made, mistakes we've made. But listen, God have an order. He has a system. He has a way of righteousness and living. He has something that he wants us to eat, us to feed off of. That's not going to harm us. That's not going to make us get bigger in the wrong way. That's not going to make us get farther away from him, but it's going to bring us closer to the perfection that he has and that he wants so that we can have an ordered life. And when we have an ordered life, all of a sudden we've got more room. We've got more room. We've got more space. We've got more time for things that are meaningful, that have purpose. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, Lord, help me to have wisdom. Come on. The Lord wants you to have wisdom, what you do with your money, saints. Come on. He wants you to have wisdom. Amen. And, and what you buy and what you build and where you go. He wants you to use wisdom in how you live. He wants you to use wisdom. And we're going to talk more about it next week in relationships, wisdom, building and getting our house in the way of the order of God and stop doing what we think and stop doing what we want and stop going after what feels good at the time and do something that's disciplined. And start exercising good judgment. Somebody say good judgment. Good judgment. Thank you, Lord. Seven Rex presents completion and perfection. God's wisdom lacks nothing. It's complete. It's perfect. And we need to put our life in order based upon the word of God. Wisdom is a responsible character. Wisdom appeals to the mind, but folly appeals to the sentences. Come on, there's a lot of stuff that when you get in your emotions makes sense. And when you get out of your emotions don't make sense no more. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Amen. Don't get sidetracked by activities that seem important, but they're not important. Don't let anything become more important than your search 
for the wisdom of God. And the way you get the wisdom of God is the word of God. And the way you get the word of God and the way you get faith, it says it comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And so when we have teaching, when we have training, when we're here on Wednesday night, you need to come. Amen. You can't get it all on Sunday morning. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Y'all got 20 or 30 minutes attention span when it comes to the word. And after that, you don't hear nothing I said. Amen. And so you got to come sometimes at other times to get impartation and instruction so that you can have a more ordered life. And an ordered life that is based upon what the word of God says. A house requires wisdom. Build your house. What am I talking about? Your life with the wisdom of God, with the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And when you do that, it becomes a place that's purposeful, that's meaningful. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I want to build my house with the wisdom of God. Come on, I want to build my house with the wisdom of God. Come on, not with the things of this world. Come on, leaving the sinful things behind. Come on. It says leave the simple things behind. There's some stuff that some folk is caught up right now. Foolishness. And it's time for us to get out of foolishness. Hello, somebody. I don't have time for foolishness. I don't. Praise the Lord. Folks playing games everywhere. They playing games on the job. They playing games downtown. They playing games in the government. They playing games in the church. But we're not going to play games here. Come on, I'm serious about my relationship with God. I don't have time worrying about who liked me and who don't like me, who wanted me and who invited me. Listen, the one invitation that I want, that I need, is an invitation to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive and eat the meat, the bread of Jesus, to drink the wine and the blood and the body of Jesus, to receive the ministry of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus is a ministry of healing, of teaching, of deliverance. It's a, it's a ministry of wholeness it's a it's a ministry oh god that brings forth goodness and faith and joy and peace and hope and life and strength come on the foolishness of this world will suck the life out of you but when you get the wisdom of god thank you jesus you'll make better decisions thank you jesus thank you lord you'll make better decisions thank you lord amen i want to pray for you this morning I didn't shout you, but I talked about God's wisdom. I talked about good judgment. This story within a story lets us know that if we want to build our life and we want to build it right, we better build it with God's wisdom and his word. And we need Jesus Christ. The scripture lets us know that it was with wisdom that the foundations of the earth were framed. Look at Proverbs 8, 22. The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. I was appointed in ages past, the very first, before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled from the waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills. I was born before he who made the earth and fields, the first handfuls of swords. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon of the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above and he established deep things in the earth. And listen. We're talking about Jesus. Come on, he was there before www.com. He was there before Instagram and Facebook. Come on, Jesus was there before uh, our, our production of oil, before we discovered gas and all of these things that we use to order our life. Come on, we have started in the wrong place. We have cleaved to the wrong thing. Come on, it's time for us to get back to the wisdom of the word of God. 
Thank you, Jesus. And if he can do all of that, he says, I was the architect at his side. This is in Proverbs chapter 8. Look at God is an architect. He had the plans. He had the design of all of this. And if he can do all of this, then certainly I need to follow the plans that he has because he knows how to deal with my stuff. He knows how to deal with my life. He knows how to deal with my situation. Somebody say, get your house in order. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Lord, for bringing us into a place of right relationship with you. Lord, I thank you for helping us to stop doing stupid and foolish stuff with our time, with our talent, with our resources. Lord, that we wouldn't be wasters and spenders, but we would be producers. God, that we would not just be one, oh God, that is just going through life without purpose, but we have a focus and a clarity about who we are and what we are to do. And Lord, we thank you that we are having, oh God, a relationship with you that's real and that's right and that we're going to get wisdom and we're going to stop making foolish decisions. We're going to stop doing things in the moment. Lord, we're going to plan and we're going to put our hand in your hand. Lord, we're not going to do things the way man say do it, but we're going to do things the way you say do it. We're going to get our house in order. And we're not talking about the order of the world, but we're talking about the order of heaven. And Lord, we want the order of heaven to rule and reign in our life. Lord, we thank you right now that you'd help us to get our house in order. Why do you want us to get our house in order? Because you're getting ready and you're passing out blessings. And you said, oh God, in your word, in your house, there are many mansions. If there were not so, I would have not have told you. We thank you right now that you have a prepared place for prepared people. And you're preparing us right now to bring us into a place of wholeness, of prosperity. But Lord, before we get there, help us to get our house in order. Help us to do things that are more, oh God, in alignment with your word says. Not what we feel, not what we think, not how we want, but Lord, what your word says. We thank you for it now. I declare and I speak this word of prophecy over this house as we line up and get things in order in our natural life, in our spiritual life. You'll begin to see the outpouring and the overflow of the abundance of God. Come on, make room. Make room for him. Make room for him. He's going to open up doors. Come on, but you've got to do something. You've got to get rid of some junk. You've got to get rid of some stuff. You've got to stop doing stuff that's foolish. You've got to stop living in the moment. You've got to get in a place of right standing with God. Come on, anybody want to receive that this morning? I'm talking about an overflow of blessing from on high. Come on, well, I'm not living in the pleasures of what my flesh want to do, but I'm consecrating and separating myself judgment means to separate mentally I'm not doing what flesh and what the world want but I'm doing what the word says I'm doing what the word wants and I'm in a relationship with God that's right I'm going to wait until my change comes I'm going to stand I'm going to build my house with the columns and the perfection of his word of his promise I'm going to stand in a place I'm not going to break I'm not going to bend I'm not going to fail but I'm going to rise I'm going to succeed I'm going to eat and I'm going to feed at the king's table I thank you Lord I thank you Lord for your wisdom I thank you Lord for your word I thank you Lord for a right relationship with you I thank you Lord for breaking me out of places of foolishness and folly bringing me into a place of right standing of right thinking of right believing in Jesus name I give you praise Lord come on and celebrate the Lord in this place come on and worship the Lord in this place come on Come on, make room for him. 
Make room for him. He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. Thank you, Jesus. He says, leave the simple things behind. We've been talking about pressing in January. Come on, you've got to press to get your house in order. Y'all hear me? you got to press. Thank you, Lord. It's easy to just let stuff go. <laughs> Amen. But it's work to put order to a thing. Come on, it's work to clean up. Come on, it's work to keep something straight. Y'all hear me? It's work. Come on. And he says, John says, I must work the work of him that sent me while it's day. For night cometh when no person can work. Come on, get your house in order. Too many folk waiting until it's time, amen, to go to the funeral home. And they get this in order. But some of God wanted to get us our life in order. Come on, he wants to get us our life in order. Don't wait for the hearse. Come on, don't wait for some hurt. Don't wait for disappointment. Do it now. Come on, get your house in order. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to live my life in such a way where I'm ready to meet Jesus. Come on, y'all don't want to hear that, but you better live your life that way. Come on, my pastor used to tell me, you need to live every day like it's your last day. And if we did that, we'd do a lot of stuff different. If we did that, a lot of our focus would change. The stuff that we think is important is not important anymore. Somebody say, I'm going to get my house in order. I'm going to get my life in order. Somebody this morning says, Lord, I need your help. I need your help. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. I need to know what to do and how to do it. Lord, I've got some decisions to make. I've got some changes to make. I've got some things in front of me. I need direction. I need clarity. I need direction. I need clarity. I need insight. I need revelation. You need that this morning. Come on, lift up your hand where you are. Come on, say, Lord, I need you to speak to me. I need you to teach me, to feed me in the name of Jesus. I receive, I receive your invitation this morning. If you're not saved, you don't know the Lord. If you've never confessed him as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says you confess in your mouth, believe in your heart, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Come on, he was raised from the dead. On the third day, he's coming back again. You shall be saved. You want to be saved. You're listening to us and you don't know the Lord. You can repeat this prayer to me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my mind. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. I'm a sinner. But I thank you that your blood came to cleanse me from unrighteousness. Lord, I repent of my sins. And I ask right now that you'd come into my heart. Come into my life. Change and transform my mind. Created me a clean heart. Renewing me a right spirit. I want to live for you. I want you to order my life. Order my time. Order my talent. Into a place where I'm focused on what God wants. And what God wills. And I thank you for saving me now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Come on if you have grown cold in your relationship with him. If you gone after the fully and folly. But if you need the wisdom of God. You need direction and clarity for your life. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you.